Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Gerard at Large. I am your abnormally awake host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. Alrighty then. Okay, um, <laughs> where do we start? Conflict. All right, your mic's up. Get everybody's mics lit here. All right, good. A cornucopia of conflict. Is that what you said? And comedy. All right. We have it all. Ed Nail stays with us. Uh, Bob Bevel's having so much fun drinking so much coffee. He's going to stick around for a while. We tied him to the chair. Tied him to the chair. Those Velcro pants really work. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, well, I think we can kind of tie a couple things together. But uh, I asked Ed to stay for an extra segment because. I wanted to talk about the newly formed Concerned Taxpayers of Manchester. I should say the reformed Concerned Taxpayers of Manchester. A once uh, venerable and powerful uh, voice for the taxpayers here in the Queen City. It's had its ups and downs. It's, it's had, well, you know, I think like a lot of volunteer groups yep. that uh, – here's what I find is the, the, the trouble that most volunteer groups have. Um, they get a core group of people that are excited. They're on a mission. And what they don't do – I think it was – Sandy Weil, the uh, legendary former chairman and CEO of Citigroup, uh, who said there is no success without succession. And I think what happens with a lot of these groups is that, you know, as the original people sort of flitter away, there's their boards become they, they become they atrophy, they become stale, they become stagnant, they become reliant on um, the same people. The same people do the same so, thing. So there's no new blood coming in, yep. and there's no rotation of leadership, and there's no expectation of step up, and, and these organizations ultimately falter when the core group falters. So it's you know it's it was raised by John Gantis in the 90s. I met him. And, you know, John, a very a charismatic individual, a very hard worker, retired, had nothing else to do. Um was a was a force to be reckoned with when he was gone it collapsed and it got resurrected again uh and in between you know it, it kind of stuck around but it had a bunch of you know squabbling whatever whatever's that's you know, when i used to attend yeah, to well, monitor their meetings yeah well you know arguing over who was going to run the christmas party oh that was or, the city Republic. or you'd spend an hour and a half on why they didn't put the lid back on my trash can right and i said well i gotta go <laughs> yeah. So, um, but now a, a group of us have come together and said, uh, you know, which, and I'll tell you, you take a look at the campaign filings, which I'm going to have something to say about probably next week. You take a look at the campaign filings and you see that the Teamsters have pumped almost 20 grand directly into these elections. You see the city Democrats have pumped 30, you know, over 30 grand directly into these elections. You see Emily's list has pumped how many thousands of dollars, not only directly into the elections, but directly into Joyce Craig's campaign and nobody else's. Uh, And, you know, right on down the, you know, right on down the road and. Uh, you, you see the uh, the state Democrats playing in this election. You see a bunch of outside interest groups. The city unions um, are, are are pounding money into these things, and they're not even reporting it. Really, um, I think the firemen made a report. Nobody else did. Oh, maybe the Manchester educators packed it. Like I said, I'm I'm looking at this stuff now. Um, and on you got, you got the, the post office withholds uh, the mail. Yeah, the opposition. Yeah. yeah, and then and then uh, you know that's never happened here in Manchester. Two or three um, times. And uh, and then you have uh, Mayor Gatsis all by himself 
on the other side with yeah. independent candidates, individual candidates who are tilting against these machine politicians, um, doing it either in conjunction with the mayor or by himself. I mean, notice Ted Gatsis has not had uh, you know high-profile Republican people coming to campaign with him like Joyce Craig has on the Democratic side, sanctuary city mayors, sanctuary state governors, you know, former presidential candidates, et cetera, et cetera. Money coming from all across the country. Um, Gatsis is, you know, pretty much the the deal. And a bunch of us said, you know, we're going to have to try to do something, especially in light of the no-show appearance of the Manchester Republican Committee and the state party, which can't seem to get out of its own way. Every time we go to a meeting and I say, what's the state party doing? Um, well, that nothing. They have no money. They've got no this. They've got no that. Well, what's the problem up there? Well, well, it seems to me they chose the wrong person as chairman. Yeah, well, we could have told you that. Um, so, you know, the Republican Party at the city and state are, are hapless. They really are. People who, you know, who seem content to drive it into the ground for fear that if they step away, it will it'll fall off a cliff on its own. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've driven it into the ground, there's not much worse you can do. Oh, Fergus Cullen. Good God. So we've uh, tried to balance the term. So anyway, long story short, we're trying to revive the concerned taxpayers of Manchester so that the taxpayers have a voice and so that candidates who give a damn about how much money is raised and spent can have some sort of organizational or institutional support. It may prove to be too little too late, but Ed, here's the trick. If you have a local taxpayers group, they know the territory. Yes, we the do. fanciest people from out of state don't know, so they could come in here and campaign for your for your candidate on the left, yeah. and not hit all the hot buttons. When the taxpayers group knows, like we always tell people, when we're done working with somebody in some town, although I've never been to the town before, we go with and help some group. We know the name of their dog, we know what kind of car mm-hmm. they drive, we know where they live. That doesn't happen with the uh, the high profile out of state speakers. Mm-hmm. So if you have a taxpayers group, they can bring up the fact that well, like. What's uh, what's somebody from out of state going to know about the uh, the issue with no homework in Merrimack? You know that right. would take the local group to say, "All right, that's the thing that everybody's worried about." So if you have a taxpayers group, they can monitor, you know, with boots on the ground what actually what pulls at the heartstrings of the local voters. Right. So uh, go ahead, Bob. So when uh, you know every four years we have uh, elections, we have the GOP come through, and uh, that's just it. We have people get involved on the local and state level, uh, local and state level on these campaigns. And then the K Street types come through and just bulldozes, just right over. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to several of the campaigns as they were coming through this last cycle and tried to talk to them about the the propane pipeline coming through, Northern Pass, things that people here want to know about campaigns didn't want to talk about that they wanted photo ops and stuff like that so it just you know a lot of these campaigns and they don't want to talk about the issues they want to be seen as helping but they don't want to help and uh, yeah and and that and that's true we certainly know where the bodies are buried and the people that um, have agreed to to work with us like uh sean thomas a former mayor's aide who served like i did under mayor wazork but also mm-hmm. served under mayor ginta he would know budgets uh you know I know budgets, he know budgets. So what we're looking to do is pull together a membership-driven organization that is open to the public, that has open public meetings, that um, will be able to discuss 
budgets, what's in the budget, and also come up with proposals and solutions that we can recommend to City Hall to say, you know what, we think you should look at this because it would save money or it would be make things more efficient or it'd be so we're 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 looking our our thought is and tell me if I'm wrong here, because you've got a lot of experience with taxpayer groups. My thought is is if we give people or our thought, I should say, collectively, is if we give people something to understand and something to solve, then we're going to energize a group of interested parties who want to make a change. And uh, maybe some of them will go on and run for office and maybe others won't, but we're getting politically involved too. We've sent out a questionnaire to the candidates. The deadline for them to answer is the 5th, I believe by five o'clock. And the group will be making recommendations to whoever pays attention to it based on the answers we get from the candidates for school board mayor and alderman. Yeah. We, uh, in Hampton, <clears throat> years ago we had a problem with the budget committee being threatened basically nails thrown in their driveway drywall screws or whatever. Yeah. signs saying we won't put your house out if it catches on fire over some conflict that the budget committee had with uh, the fire department you know their union right. union fire department and uh, they came to us and conquered and we said well we'll just do a voter guide so we we took a little taxpayers group let's say of 10 or 15 people in hampton we went through their warrant article and we mailed a voter guide out and the first one i think it was like 96% successful. We don't think we got below 95%. And after about 10 years of that, son of a gun, if we don't get in a letter before the budget process from the fire chief saying, maybe we should talk before the next, yellow, we call it the yellow sheet, goes out. So if you offer the locals an opportunity to have a say and not go to, let's say, your meeting and everybody berates you because you're opposed to changing zoning – you know, mm-hmm. which is something that doesn't happen yep. very often. Well, then you have somebody to listen, and they can speak in English back to you. Here's right. a here's a protest petition. Here's here's the uh, right. patterns of zoning. All that that's right. all hand to hand combat. And that, and, here, and we have a perfect example of, of that kind of thing right here in South Manchester, where 25 acres of land that is zoned uh, to allow the construction of a couple dozen single family homes mm-hmm. is up against the idea that somehow. Originally 200, but now 160 because the developer listened to density concerns um, is somehow a better deal for the taxpayers to have two, 160 uh, apartment units versus two dozen single family homes. Well, let's let's tease out some numbers on that in terms of cost benefit. Let's have some analysis as to uh, uh, does that stabilize a neighborhood or the city or does that bring in a transient population that's in and out? What do you want? And we can, you know, hopefully come forward with thoughtful analyses of things like this. And, and examples from other play. communities, too. And examples from other like communities. Like in Henniker, some people paid for years, decades, they paid for a commercial piece of property, paid taxes on it. And it came time to, to have a drugs uh, company or whatever it was, uh, some pharmacy yeah. or something was going to be placed there, and the town shot it down. Right. They paid taxes on commercial property, and now it's what? It can't be used? Right. And then you have somebody who's somebody who's paid for uh, a lot that only 25 homes can be built on, and suddenly it's 160 homes. Right. So somebody didn't pay their fair share for 20, 30, 40 years because of zoning. Right. You know, and so zone, there's a little more of the zoning than meets the eye. You can, you can uh, ethnically cleanse communities with zoning. This is, this is stuff they have to understand when they go vote, yeah. and they're not going to get it from the high-profile fly-in uh, supporter of your candidate, left-wing candidate. Indeed. And by the way, I'm, I'm being asked by Lisa in Manchester, is it a nonpartisan group? Yes, it is. There are Democrats that um, have been invited to sit on the board and have agreed. There were Democrats who were invited to sit on the board and didn't agree. 
<laughs> but shocking. Uh, well, but you know what? Manchester still is home to a number of conservative Democrats. And when we, you know, we'll be looking at the candidates' records and their answers to our questions to determine whether or not we're going to play in their ward. I like to call them non-talking points Democrats. Non-talking points. They actually Democrats, can think for themselves. Yeah. They don't just don't read that tattoo on their arm says I'm opposed to this, opposed yeah. to that, opposed to this, yeah. opposed to that. So now, um, one of the things that I have a question about is, can we, by somehow official uh, official means, affiliate with the coalition in New Hampshire taxpayers? Yeah, no problem. All right, so we can- You, you can know, be our chapter there. We can exchange web links and things like that. Yeah. I'll raise that to the board of directors. Would you like t-shirts, to come to our first- kind of thing. T-shirts, is that what you said? Yeah, T-shirts, yeah. Yeah, T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, bring a white T-shirt and we'll bring the magic markers. Would you, would you like to be invited to our board of directors meeting? If I'm free, I'll be there. All right. Well, we'll send you we'll send you the link. All right. All right, Ed Nail, chairman of the Coalition of Hampshire Taxpayers, giving us a little helpful advice as we reconstitute the concerned taxpayers of Manchester here in the Queen City. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, let the rants begin. <laughs> 